Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being at our wellness hub with uh, Monica Campana. Uh, wherever you are in the world today, you're going to have a special treat. Uh, we have uh, a wonderful lady. Her name is and guest Stephanie Herman, all the way from California. And today we already had her as a guest, but we we are going to um, talk about a very special um, theme and subject today. First of all, Stephanie, the floor is yours. Tell us about yourself and uh, how did you get to do what you're doing today? In five words or less? In, uh, in five minutes, in five minutes. We have five minutes and then we're going to delve into this new subject, which is a champion mindset. You have a champion mindset. Many people have this mindset, even though they're not actual you know, champions, but uh, we're going to show them that they are. And there are some people that they don't know what to do and we are going to awaken this champion mindset in them so stephanie tell us a little bit a little i know it's hard because you have so much and you have done so much in your life tell us well <clears throat> uh if you don't know me i was a principal ballerina and at five foot nine tall and six feet on point is very unusual, but um, talk about mindsets, champion mindsets. That was one of the champion mindsets I think I needed to have in order to make it at my height. There have been other moments in my life after learning about this champion mindset that I was able to also put it into play. And that was a time when I was injured and doctors didn't know how to cure me. And I was lucky enough to be introduced to Pilates, which actually made me stronger than I was before. And throughout my life, I find we're always going to be struggling with problems or issues or things that will stop us from moving forward in the direction that we want to go in. And I feel if you just take a moment to really go deep inside yourself and not go into the negative as much, but allow the negative to educate you on solutions and ways to move forward. And it's almost like trying to be smarter. And I could share more if you want. Um, absolutely, absolutely. We want to know everything, everything, <laughs> every, as much as we can with the little time we have. <sighs> so basically, I just feel that life is going to throw you lemons. It, it's just part of life. It's like the ocean, you know, the ocean comes up, there's waves and it goes down and, and if you embrace that about life, that's part of life. And when the downs are down, don't feel it's going to be down forever. And I think that's what happens is people tend to get so down and discouraged. Like there's no way I can get out of here, but there's always a way. There is always a way, no matter how bad the situation. I mean, you were you were a ballerina. You were on top of you know your 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 ears also. And and 
something happened, right? You had a big accident. Well, it was an injury that just happened to have occurred. And uh, I was actually during two times in my career, the latter part, um, it was three years where I could not uh, walk more than five blocks without pain, actually three blocks, couldn't sit down, which, you know, I couldn't go to movies. I couldn't, well, nobody can now anyway. <laughs> I couldn't go to restaurants and um, I wasn't dancing and my whole existence and my identity was not a dancer anymore. And I think one of the things that I did decide to do was to not believe that I could be injured for the rest of my life. And I think that's what doctors saw. So I researched even deeper. Sometimes I think people take doctors at face value. And, you know, a doctor sees you maybe three times or five times, and you know yourself many more times than that. And so you have to question and think, okay, yes, they're saying this, but do I believe it? I'm gonna do some research. I'm gonna look into alternative methods. I'm gonna try to figure out solutions. And um, yes, I might be stubborn, which is helpful, but I did take the time to learn more about the body in different ways and I cured myself. And after I cured myself, I vowed that I would be helping others in my wellness program, Pilates Ballet Wellness Program. Hmm. And and so, so basically not taking the doctor's words as the last, say, you know, because right. that's what right. happens many times. Many people, you know, they just follow blindly right. what the doctors say. And uh, I used to be one of them. I had one of my sons had big problems when he was little. And um, until the moment that I said, you know what? I need to look, I need to start researching because I cannot. And I was talking to the specialist of the specialist from Israel and uh, American relations, pulmonologist. And it wasn't right. My heart was telling me, this cannot be it. There must well, be another way. Of, yeah, if you think of a scientist, you know, scientists explore different options till they come up with a creation or a solution. And I think people need to think that way. You know, a doctor is not God. Doctor is got the medical degree and the doctor is very smart. And you can resonate with what the doctor says or not resonate. And just take a moment to think, think it through. Do you believe in what that doctor says? Do you want to do more research to make what the doctor's saying true or not true? And I'm not taking the validity away from doctors at all, not at all. I think doctors are fabulous, but I think people need to think for themselves also. Exactly. And research. Exactly. Research. Now, going back to the fact that you told me that at some point you were training five, six hours a day, right? Now, this, this is also a champion mindset. The training, the persistence, the, the determination, the discipline that then in life, I believe that when you have it, 
in sports, uh, well, ballerina and ballet is a sport to to me. It's, it's a, an entertaining. Right? I mean, Just it's a, how do you? And um, you can apply it to life. And I believe that so many people that go through uh, uh, the intense uh, training that you had, then in life they have like an extra uh, uh, help incentive or to, to keep going and to give the best that they can in business too. Uh, is it true? Uh, absolutely. I think that I learned so much through the ballet world, uh, discipline and the process of things don't happen right away unless you rehearse more. Uh, or you give it more time. And I've used that training in my life in so many different ways. Uh, I produced my own one woman show and only had three months to do it in. And I, it was like, how do I do this? And okay, wait a minute, let me think. What are the things I've learned in my past and how can I apply this? And how can I not freak out? And how do I go through the process with confidence, even though I'm freaking out? <laughs> yes, and, and not lose it and not, uh, you know, just not do anything because you're too afraid. Uh, many times to fail. I guess we are afraid to fail many times, so we don't do it. And that's one thing that uh, uh, we need to overcome uh, often. Otherwise, we don't we don't try new things and we don't try... Um, so this is wonderful. And um, so how, how else would you, would you have, do you think, this is a big question that I have, do you think that people are actually born with this desire to, to do more, to give more, to, to, to train and give their best, or they develop it? according to you know the the environment or the situation they live in i think people are born with many different things that's what makes the world so different and people are very different so i i couldn't say everyone is born with this i think that we have certain genes and it depends on the way our parents you know, bring us up or the siblings around us or the school or the environment play a major role in developing who we are. Um, I, I believe that we have a certain uh, way about being and sometimes you don't let anybody else break that down or you do allow people to break it down because you don't own the confidence. I think confidence comes with training. I think confidence comes with experience. Um, it doesn't, it's not overnight. It's something I think you learn. Um, some people are born with more confidence than others and the parents give them more confidence maybe. Um, but I think if you don't have confidence and you're born with more insecurities within your environment, there are, I think, ways to slowly come out of it. And there are tools you could, you could start meditating more positive words in your life. You can start 
thinking of focusing on half full instead of half empty. If you find you can't do that, pick the mantra of some like five words that I believe I can, I believe I can, I believe I can. Say it 30 times to yourself till you almost start believing it. And research different ways of owning better confidence. I think that's very important. Yeah, and you can develop it even if you don't, if you don't have it for various reasons. Yeah, exactly. I was actually born in a family where, I don't know, criticism and negativity was everywhere. So I had to really, um, you know, learn to to not absorb it and uh, just focus on the positive, focus on the how, good. How did you do that? Oh, it took me years and years and, and reading lots of books and lots right, of right. motivational sentences. My, my art, the art that I create is actually 90%. There are motivational sentences hidden in my art, cool. works of art, that when people look from the distance, you don't see anything. And then you get closer and you start reading all these sentences and words that are you know, positive. And the more you look at them, the more you read them, the more you repeat them, the more you believe in them. And then slowly, slowly, you start shifting this, uh, um, right. these doubts. And, uh, you know, this, when you're trained to think negative, it's, it's quite hard to reprogram yourself exactly. and, and exactly. switch everything. And, or, or maybe also very, like people are very, um, uh, perfectionists so they until everything is perfect they're ne never going to do anything and I used to be like that and then I learned nothing is ever going to be perfect you just have to do it make the best out of what you have at the moment and go with it because and adjust as you go so it's uh, it's a process but when well, you like to have everything perfect it's it's not easy yeah you, it's important to be in the moment, you know, I think what happens is when we start doubting ourselves, we're kind of like, we're out of ourselves and there's a, our other selves that are looking at us and judging us. So it's almost like the left brain is like saying, oh, you're so bad, you're negative, you're judgmental, you're not good enough, you're this, you're that. So you're not in the moment, you're kind of out of the moment. If you're in the moment and you start thinking, oh my God, I'm, I'm feeling negative. Uh, but if you allow yourself to be in the moment, that negative, like the ocean, will change. It will go back into up, you know? And um, acting classes taught me a lot about that, of being in the moment and trusting whatever. So I remember once when I was in a ballet and I... I didn't do a pirouette and the, the rest of the ballet, I kept thinking, I didn't do that pirouette. I didn't do that. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, well, I didn't do the pirouette. I got to still jump and I still got to do a passe and I still have to do arabesque. I'm just like in the moment opposed to letting that negative moment guide you throughout the rest of the ballet. Hmm. Yeah. It's one, it's uh, they're all techniques that you develop with uh, with time and uh, and allow you to to get to the next level but uh, it's constant uh, me too i have this 
it's my right. I'm an ambidextrous person. So my rational and irrational side are always talking to each other. And uh, but you have to let the mindfulness, which is really the the right side, the 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 more creative side, uh, come out more and more um, by by doing exercises, you know, breathing exercises and that bring you to the to the moment, as you say. Yeah. So, with, um, so I have, I work with some dancers and I work with teaching them some of these tools and take them through these exercises where just for like 30 seconds, you have to say all the words that define what you're feeling in the moment. And what I noticed in the very beginning, people are very shy and they don't know how to do it. And they're trying to be what you want them to be. And eventually by doing this exercise over and over again, they start relaxing and starting to have confidence in, you know, being whatever they are in the moment. People are scared to say, you know, I'm, I'm you know, insecure. Uh, they might say I'm shy, that's an okay word, or I'm sweet. They're not gonna say I'm sad right away because they wanna be, I'm okay, everything is good. But if you allow yourself to be whatever you are, then the flow of who you are just is, and it helps you to be in the being, in the moment. Yes, and also one thing while you were talking, it reminded me of the fact that for many years, I was always worried about what other people thought and, oh, what, what are they gonna think about it? What if, what if I do this? And shifting that, to yourself and saying, you know what? I don't have time to think about what other people think. I I'm too busy doing things. So let them think whatever they want and come up with their own, you know, I don't have time for this. So that's a big, but that's a big thing. It was a big thing for me at oh, uh, many points. Monica, you, yes. you finally got to that moment. Congratulations. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's been, it's been, it took me a while. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yes, I, I believe that uh, everybody uh, has the power to um, right, to succeed and to and to and to be themselves and to do things that that maybe they were in their minds, but they never really had the courage to do them. So you just have to not think too much, not overthink too much. Sometimes we we get a little bit. <laughs> A little bit stuck, right, in the in our own world, and uh, and we create problems that are not there. We just have to, you know, so take the I, jump. Yeah. The, so I was a ballerina, and then I was a fitness Pilates expert master, and then at the age of sixty-seven, I decided to produce a one-woman show and go on stage again, and. Uh, then at the age of 69, I decided I'm going to write my memoir. And I started writing and I found myself being stuck on the first paragraph, redoing <laughs> it and redoing it because it was not good enough. And this is not right. And what am I going to say? And how am I going to do it? And uh, luckily, I was smart enough to hire a writing coach, Darlene Frank, who said, look, just let's get a figure out what the plan is what's going to be chapter one chapter two what's the beginning the middle the end and she and fill it in 
put sense into it and said, now just follow these guidelines and just start writing. And all of a sudden it's like, now I've finished my first draft. I'm editing my second draft and the book should be out like maybe this summer. All right. Uh, all right, Stephanie. And, and what else are you doing right now? You're still helping. We have a, a few minutes. You're helping people. You're giving them Virtually. Pilates. Pilates, special Pilates um, classes. Pilates my, my program is Pilates Ballet by Stephanie Herman, which is a wellness program. It's like a three-step program. The first step is virtually, I will uh, give you a fitness assessment and I'll diagnose where things are going wrong, what's your goals in life, do you have compensation patterns that are giving you some pain? And many people who have been injured and doctors can't cure. I have a different eye and I look at people very differently. So after the fitness assessment, I go, yeah, I know exactly how I can help you. These are, these are the ways, this is what I see. And then they start with a 10 step program where I educate them on how their bones, their skeleton, like an architectural building uh, is set, and then how to put the elevator in, meaning you have your skeleton, you have your pelvis, but do you know how your pelvis moves? And once you understand how your bones move, you'll start to understand the harmony of the muscle isolation that moves with it. So it's like the bone moves and which muscles will help the bones in their movement and how to neuropathically feel and control this. And after they learn this in 10 steps, they then strengthen it and apply it in the next uh, sessions. So wonderful and they find everything all the information is um is on the post right they find it through the you have a website and then do you have also a facebook uh, group yes uh, yes i do it's all pilates ballet by stephanie herman and my website is pilatesballet.com and uh yeah She's one of the best guys. So it's, uh, I'm telling you, uh, just, uh, and, and they can have like a consultation call with you, right? So they find they, out. They can call me and that's free and we can discuss how I think I can help. And then from there, we do a virtual Zoom uh, fitness assessment that um, they will pay for. And wonderful not regret it <laughs> no wonderful well you heard her she is a, a she is incredible and uh, her knowledge is uh, immense and um i hope i can see you i will see you again because there's so much to talk about with you stephanie it's always wonderful to have you here uh, i hope that uh, everyone received a lot of value from what we said today and um, if they need someone a specialist in uh, in pilates um, they know who to talk to uh, thank you again for being here stephanie it was wonderful to have you and um, until next time thank you monica it's always a delight and thank you everybody for listening thank you Mwah. see you Mwah. soon